We stand on the eve of entering a new year, a new year that we know in which we will have an election in our nation that potentially faces more social unrest, where there is the potential threat for war, where there is the thought of the end times. All of that looms over 2024 and even so much more. So you add to that the idea of making your own New Year goals and resolutions, you have to ask the question, where does faith fit into all of this? Does it have a place? Is the best I can hope for is just fasten my seatbelt and pray and make it in the new year? Or is there something more that Jesus has for us as we stand on the eve of a new future? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Hey, welcome to our podcast. It is going to be a good one today, one that we all are very, very feeling uh, mm-hmm. with this idea of 2024 and all yeah. the looms in it. Uh, I want to go ahead and encourage you to like and subscribe if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or wherever else, we're glad that you're listening there. And you can go ahead and share this with a friend, someone else who needs some faith in mm-hmm. 2024. There you go. We have new podcasts coming out every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. So I'm glad that you are here for this one. Yeah. So we uh, stand on the eve of a new year, mm-hmm. 2024. And um, we know a lot awaits us in 2024. It's that time of year that uh, people normally start thinking about. New Year's goals or resolutions, mm-hmm. and I've gone back and forth over the years about, you know, should I have resolutions and goals yeah. or not have resolutions and goals? Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know that one way is right or wrong necessarily, yeah. but I have found, obviously, there's some benefit, whether it's New Year's or if it's in the middle of the year or whenever, to set some goals for your yeah. life, to do some new things for your health or your diet or exercise, to make some new goals for your finances, whether you're going to save and spend or invest, whatever you're going mm-hmm. to do, to determine some relationship goals to Mm -hmm. make some new steps in some relationships. Maybe they need to be resolved or improved. Even some work-related goals. Those are healthy. I'm sure if you work in in an environment where there's a supervisor, there's probably someone who has a conversation with you at some point about goals that you have for the upcoming year. And then thinking about your own personal goals. Everybody has some sense of, okay, in this next year, I want to make sure I accomplish this. And, And If you're a follower of Christ, then I'm sure you probably have some spiritual goals as well. I want to Mm -hmm. read this part of the Bible or read through the Bible, or I want to be more involved in church, serve in ministry, pray more, share my faith, whatever it's been, or whatever it might be for you. I'm just, uh, I'm curious for you, Truett, how have Mm -hmm. you handled the approach to New Year's goals? So uh, this last year, actually, I did something never done before. Me and my brother-in-law, Jackson, we, we had a challenge where we were mm. going to each day uh, do one push-up yeah. for however many days into the year yeah, we were. Yeah, I remember that. And so <clears throat> January 1st, started with one, Yeah, and on and on and on. Our daughter, Shiloh, was born January 8th, did eight push-ups in the hospital that day. It was great. <laughs> uh, but I made it all the way up to 50, and then... It was taking longer to do, and yep. so it just stayed at 50 for about the next two weeks. Yep, yep. And then stuff got busy. We moved, yep. and then I never picked it back up again. Yep. But I enjoyed it because it was like, oh, here's the thing to do. And yep. how many days are we into the year? And here we go. Right. So yeah. it was a fun thing, but that's what we did this past year. Yeah, I, I've done the same over the years, whether it's been worth reading the Bible. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many times I've started Sat to read the Bible. To, uh-huh. I'm going to read all the way through, and uh-huh. you, you know, Genesis, you're kind of working through that. You get uh-huh. into Exodus, all right, cool. And you get to Numbers and Deuteronomy uh-huh. and all that, and you're like, uh-huh. Yeah. So, to a halt. I don't know. You go back and forth with goals. Sometimes they're, they're, they're always good. I don't think there's anything wrong yeah. with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you beat yourself up with them because you didn't finish them, that's, that's, that's not good. Yeah. So, 
Anytime you set goals and res- resolutions, it can be helpful though mm-hmm. for your life. So, mm-hmm. but as you think about 2024, there's a there's something else that's that serves as kind of an umbrella over all of that because yeah, you can think about personal goals, financial goals, career goals, mm-hmm. yeah, all of that. That's that's good. We should do, but add on top of that or, or surround it with this umbrella of the potential of a crazy year, <laughs> a very unusual year coming up. Yeah, then it kind of shrouds all of that. If, if mm-hmm. you know, in some ways it affects it for sure. Yeah. In, in some way. So, yeah. so yeah, if you were to Google like the, the top fears that people share going into 2024, mm-hmm. um, here is the list. You may just relate to a lot of these. All right. Yeah. So major fears people face in 2024 war, mm. a world war mm-hmm. slash civil war, whatever yeah. it might be. True. Uh, nuclear weapons, biological weapons, being mm. water and food supply. Mm. You also have the increasing fear of cyber terrorism or yeah. cyber attacks or what happens, you know, in all these areas. What happens if someone attacks whatever through yeah. cyber and then all our data is gone, all this kind of stuff. Right. The fear of a recession, the fear mm-hmm. of financial collapse, the fear yep. of another pandemic, the fear of illness or death for your loved ones or for yourself. Mm. Again, you have the fears of rising crime in so many areas. You have the fear of political violence, election again coming up in 2024. There's the fear of what is this going to look like? There's the fear of the big brother government control and how they're looking over every single thing that we do. Shout out if you're watching the podcast, FBI agents, I guess. (laughs) Uh, And then you have the fear of losing more and more freedoms. So that's just a tiny inkling of all of these things that it are happening. Is. Yeah, and, those uh, are those are very real yeah. for every, every one of us as yeah. we think about 2024, we know some events are going to take place in the in that calendar year. Yeah. And they will affect all of us. Yeah. And so it, it kind of brings us to this place where you you can't just enter the new year like you've done every other time. Yeah. Like, oh, I think there's some some fun goals for my yeah. new year. Exactly. Uh, this this is something different all of a sudden. We stand mm-hmm. on the eve of something very different that has to impact all of these goals and resolutions that we might even think about. So, I mean, with all of that though, and with like 2024 and again, we're like, Oh, we want to be different this next year. And we want to look this way. 23 was whatever it was for you. Mm -hmm. And I want 2024 to look like this. And so with all of these things, you know, like all of these fears that people have, Mm -hmm. it it is literally like crippling people mentally, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. know, and it is wrecking them emotionally and they're confused spiritually. And so it's like, right. Where in the world does faith fit into it, just even one of these fears, but yeah. all of these fears that people feel, yep. you know, weekly, daily, yep. where in the world does faith fit in with all of that? Is it just a plus one on top of like, oh, just have faith or is it, right. can it really bring resolve to these issues in our own minds? Yeah, because all of these have a personal impact on us, but you add to that the fact if you are married what that mm-hmm. means for you and a spouse. Mm-hmm. And then you're raising children in this environment, in this yeah. day and time, or we have a, an extended family. What, what are the implications with all of that? And you have to ask the question, you know, where does faith fit for all of yeah, this? It exactly. is the best that it offers uh, is simply, again, a seatbelt, you know, to hold on yeah. and, well, let's just pray and see what happens. Is, is uh-huh. that the best we have in Christ uh-huh. or is there something more? Yeah. You know, we're not the first ones to ever stand on the eve of um, mm-hmm. a new yeah. uncertain future. Yeah. It I mean, feels like that because the, the, cause it's a different look. It's different. Mm-hmm. We've, we've never had some of the threats that we yeah. have today 
Yeah. But we're not the first one to face a new future with threats. Yeah. yeah. No one in the past has had 24-7 access to all information in the whole world, you know, at True. any point in time. And you can go find any crazy thing happening anywhere. Right. But again, you have like the founding fathers or not even before that. You had the founding yeah. of America. You yeah. know, you have the people who left you know, Europe and said, Hey, let's go find new land. Yes. Like that's terrifying. You yes. know, that's insane. Yep. Uh, and then in that years later, you know, 200 years later or whatever, mm. you have the declaration of independence where it's like, mm. we're going to become our own nation. We're yes. going to become a people who are no longer this country, but we are our own. And yep. that's crazy. Yeah. And they're like, we want to, we want to have a brand new nation in a way that's never been done before. Yeah. There's, what, there's tracking out into new territory yeah. and physically, yes. <laughs> socially, mentally, yes. all of it, spiritually, they're trusting God in ways they never they, have before. They brought faith into this saying, all right, we yes. trust you, God, yes. with what is ahead. Yes. And we want to put you at the center of all this stuff. You know? Right. Right. And you also have, again, more in recent history, you have like the the stock market crash mm. in the twenties, which led mm -hmm. to the great depression. And then you have world war two and like all of it. I mean, any of those singular events, you're like, this is the craziest thing in the world, but those happened right. back to back to back decades, you know? Yeah. And so those people have gone through crazy things and faith maintained through the, you know, faith maintained yeah. them through all those scenarios and the church stayed strong in those scenarios. Yep. And so again, I think it's just even more so the call of the church in 2024 to rise up and be the voice that the world needs. Yeah. You know, the Bible tells us about people, believers who stood on the edge of uncertainty. Mm -hmm. uh, Moses stood on the edge of the Red Sea with the uh, Egyptian armies chasing after him. There, yeah. there's, there's someone standing on the edge of a new future filled with all kinds of uncertainty and fear. Joshua stood with the command of God to enter in the promised land, but he has to face Jericho that is in opposition to him, a walled city. There's an, there's an uncertain future. The disciples, after after Jesus has ascended, returned to heaven, they're gathered in an upper room and they face an uncertain future. Uh, Sarah and Abraham, they stare off into a brand new land that God yeah. calls them to go to that they've never been to before. And he says, I'm going to make you the mother and father of a, of a new nation. They've never known this this reality before, but yet here they are. And so for all of those and so many others in scripture, the thing that, that moves them into these new futures is more than just this sense of, well, let's just pray and see how it goes. Yeah. They, they weren't just putting on a seatbelt of faith. Yeah. They, there was something that drove them into each of those situations. There was something that, that it, they didn't go in being drug into it. Mm -hmm. They went in driven into it. Mm -hmm. They went in with something specific. Moses knew his purpose was to lead the people of God out of Egypt. Yeah. So he had a purpose as he went out. Uh, Joshua knew he had a purpose to lead the people into the promised land. Yeah. The disciples knew their purpose was to go into all the world and make disciples. Abraham and Sarah knew what God had called them to do. And this starts to give us a little bit more clarity as to what we should have as we go into a new year. It can't just be passive, sit back, well, we're just going to pray and see what happens. You don't find that in scripture. You instead find men and women who went forward with a very clear direction of what God had called them to do. Now, the yeah. book of Hebrews describes these for us um, in this in the New Testament, look back at people of great faith mm -hmm. and they 
all had what Hebrews says is faith, not just I have the faith, not just, um, well, I know God's with me, not just, well, I know God loves me, not just, I know I can pray. No, they had something greater than that. They had faith that said, God has given me direction, purpose, and intention, Mm -hmm. and I will walk into my new future with that clarity. There was little uncertainty for them. They knew, and that's what drove them ahead in their life. Now, Hebrews describes that as faith. Mm -hmm. This is what faith really is. Hebrews 11, 1 and 2 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, it is the crystallized clarity. It's a thing. It's tangible. It's a goal. It's a destination. It's a purpose out there. It's the substance of things hoped for that God has put into our heart and he drives us forward toward that end. It says it's the evidence of things not seen. It is the belief in the concrete that God has promised even when you can't see it yet. And then that same verse goes on and says, for by it the elders obtained a good testimony. This is what drove these men and women was a powerful sense of purpose and clarity about what God had called them to do. Now that is a little bit different definition of faith, but it's the biblical definition of faith. Mm-hmm. It's not just uh, a belief in, a, in God. It is a tangible awareness of the direction that God has for our yeah. life. And it is willingness to move forward into that. Now that, if you have that yeah. <laughs> going into 2024, that's confidence. That changes some yeah, things. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and and that with that, it's like, all right, I, it doesn't matter what happens. I'm still confident. Yes. Because my joy, my hope, my you know, anxiety, my mm-hmm. mental health doesn't rest on circumstances of the world, but yes. it rests on the character of God. Exactly. You're just solid at that. Yeah. It, it's. You know, maybe we best understand this uh, in terms of sports. I think whether you're playing mm-hmm. football or soccer or baseball, whatever, there's we all understand this idea yeah. of there's the offense and then there's the defense. Both of those are a necessary part of sporting mm-hmm. events. And uh, you played football mm-hmm. in high school. Let's talk about for just a moment the difference between offense and yeah. defense because you can go into 2024 – with mm-hmm. one of those mindsets. Yeah. You need a little bit of both. Yeah. But if you only have one, you're going to you're going to run gonna some risk. the other side. Yeah. That's right. Exactly. So you, you played football and uh-huh. you you played offense and defense uh-huh. at time. What was the difference that you noticed in yeah. in the mindset in each of those roles? Yeah. So I played quarterback and safety, so I see both both ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Uh and so Definitely defense is the reaction and offense is the action, you know? Uh, And so one, one is making the steps and the other is trying to prevent the steps from happening. The other is, you know, just trying to react to what the main action is, you know? And that's why I loved offense way more obviously (laughs) because I was quarterback, but also I knew what I was doing and it didn't matter what the defense was going to do. We were still going to do it and we were going to find a way to beat them, you know? And like, that's the thing with the offense. It you can scheme it in a sense to where you beat the defense every single time because yeah. they're supposed to be the open guy or this you know this can, right. 
whatever happened, you know, scheme to where you would make the plays occur mm-hmm. and the way that you wanted to, you know? And so right. like with the offense, you're the one progressing the ball forward. Then mm-hmm. like, I sure hope they don't make it past us, you know, yeah. with the defense. And yeah. uh, so I was, that is the mindset that, you know, I enjoyed a lot yeah. more was and, the action rather than the reaction. Yeah. And both are necessary in, in sports. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the defense, you might score. Probably not. Probably not. Yana. Yeah. Your best you can hope for is to read their offense yeah. and, and thwart their efforts. Yeah. yeah. That is how it seems that a lot of believers enter into new chapters of their life mm-hmm. or even into mm-hmm. new years. It's true. Is well, the best I can hope for is, is go in defensive minded. I yeah. just, it's coming stop at me. Bad things from happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. I can't, uh-huh. I can't stop it. But I, the best I can do is probably try to read yeah. what's happening. Limit and, it to a five-yard gain. Call it a day. <laughs> exactly, and that you 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 will you possibly will have some success in that. Mm-hmm. But if all a team had was their defense, yeah. You, yeah. they say defense they, wins championships. Yeah. But <laughs> not without you gotta an offense. Also have an offense. You know? <laughs> These days in football, you have to have an offense. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, but. If you're on the offense and you have an offensive strategy, you mm-hmm. can be the one who is advancing. Yeah. You can have a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And the defense makes sense if you've got an offense. Yeah. Defense and, makes no sense if you have no offense. Yeah. Yes, it's true. And I was going to say, like, uh, the best part about today and being a Christian and understanding these truths is, like, the defense actually doesn't win in the end. You know? like, <laughs> it's true. In, in our Christian walk, like yeah. you can be confident that, hey, we're the winning team. Yeah. We're going to win. And yeah. so we are going to confidently progress forward yes. and know that nothing can destroy us. Yes. We're going to confidently move forward knowing God is protecting the church. We're going to yeah. confidently share our voice with the world around us, knowing yeah. that it's God's voice that we're sharing, you know? Yeah, exactly. Not so, just like, well, I hope by my best efforts, maybe we can get <laughs> off, you know, we can we can go and we won't get too hurt and yep. all this kind of stuff, but yep. with confidence we can progress. Yep. Yeah, so that kind of changes some things. If you apply that idea and this truth from scripture, like, okay, I, I stand on the edge of a new tomorrow, whether it be a new year, or whether it be a new aspect of your life, you're entering a new chapter, a new season, a new job, a new relationship, whatever it is, you want to go into that with not just, well, God's with me. I hope God's with me. But yeah. instead, no, I know my purpose. I am confident in what God has called me to. I have certainty and clarity about what I need to do based yeah. on what he's doing in my life. And I'm going to pursue it with every ounce of energy within me. Yeah. That is a way to enter in to a new venture. Yeah. That is the way you want to begin new seasons in your life. That is how you want to enter into even a new year. Because if you don't, if you don't enter in with a driven sense of purpose and confidence and clarity about what God's called you to, you're going to become prey to the enemy. The defense will walk all over you, <laughs> his defense. Yeah. You, you'll potentially drift off course. You'll get you'll get sidetracked. You'll get pulled down by the weight of your circumstances if you don't have a sense of clarity and purpose and confidence about what God has called you to do in this next season. You'll end up believing deceptions from the yeah. enemy. You'll get caught up in lesser goals. Mm-hmm. That's often where believers find themselves. They get yeah. caught up in lesser things. And then... You get discouraged, 
you become depressed and you're fearful and then you're sidelined in that moment. Yeah, you're, exactly. you're no longer good at defense and mm-hmm. you're certainly, you've given up on offense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes, is it, is that possible really to have yeah. that? Mm-hmm. I mean, that almost sounds like just the stuff of just church talk and yeah. <laughs> people and they're yeah. missionaries, you yeah, know, and ministry. The great people of faith and all that stuff yeah, no, out there. Yeah, you know. exactly. But, but that is what we are invited to. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of faith mm-hmm. that we are called to have, that yeah. kind of confidence, yeah. certainty, and clarity yeah. going into a new year. Yeah, not just we, but, not just us. but you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, can you imagine if you had that for your marriage? Yeah. If you had that for your your own personal life, if you had that for your career, if you had that for your sense of purpose with your talents and skills, relationship that God has given you, that you you opened the door to 2024 and walked in confident. You walked Mm -hmm. in bold. You walked in certain. Mm -hmm. And you walked in loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving your neighbor as yourself. I mean, that's what we're called to. So this is not an impossibility. This is not just a a dream. Mm -hmm. This is a reality. It should be a reality for Mm -hmm. us. Uh, I love the story of of Jacob in the Old Testament. We've just gone through a series here, a mini-series at Vertical. talked about that a little bit. Um, I I want to draw out a a piece of that story uh, to help us here in this moment because... Uh, Jacob's a man who finds himself a couple of different times or many different times in his life on the eve of a, a whole new future. And he messed up a whole segment of his life because he was jealous of his brother who was the firstborn and the blessing that he got. And this jealousy and envy really took Jacob off track. He, it's He's the prime example of he didn't have his purpose. He was jealous and angry and bitter and it sidelined him. And so he creates conflict in his family. It creates a broken relationship with his brother, with his father, with his mother. He ends up having to leave the family relationship, no longer live with them, no longer be around them because the conflict is so bad. And some time passes, God works in his life, and he begins this process of wanting to make things right. And so God uh, provides that opportunity. Jacob is about to go meet Esau and resolve the relationship. They're about to reconcile after years of conflict and tension. And so you pick up the story that we're going to look at here in just a moment of, of the night before all this happens. Jacob is on the eve of a brand new future. And he's filled with some uncertainty. What's this going to be like? Is Esau still going to hate him? Because the last thing he heard from Esau is, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> so here he is about to face Esau again. And the Bible says that he he got alone. He got alone away from his family, kids. And he's, he's it's at night and he spends some time with God. And this is where our story picks up in Genesis 32. And it says in verse 24, then Jacob was left alone and a man, capital M-A-N, wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now we know from the story that this is an angel of the Lord who is wrestling with Jacob. This angel appears in physical form and they begin to wrestle. That's a curious thing to do with an angel. Uh, most of the time you find people who are terrified by the presence of an angel. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, this angel shows up as a man, capital M-A-N, and they, they're wrestling. They're, they're fighting. And at 25, it says, Now when he, this angel of the Lord, saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. So Jacob gets hurt in this because his, his hip comes out of, of, of socket, of joint there. And in verse 26, Jacob's relentless. He doesn't stop. He keeps wrestling. And he said, let me go. This is the angel. Let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. Jacob is clear who this is. And he's wrestling with this angel, even when he's hurt, even when he's uncertain about his future tomorrow. And Jacob says, I'm not going to let you go. I'm going to keep wrestling, hurt even. I'm going to keep wrestling, though I'm weak. I'm going to keep wrestling, and I will not let you go until I know that I have blessing from you. And so it goes on 27, it says, so the angel said to him, what is your name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. So fascinating story, yeah. odd story in the midst of what's got all happening here. Yeah. The next day he will meet with Esau. But mm-hmm. on this night, Jacob says, I can't go into my future until I have confidence in God's blessing upon my life. Mm-hmm. I love that. And I think it kind of gives us a picture here of how we ought to enter in to what waits ahead in yeah. our life. Yeah, Specifically absolutely. for our conversation in 24. There ought to be this sense in which I am not going into 24 until I've met with God. I'm confident that he has blessed me, that I know exactly what he has for my life. I think I get it. That, mm-hmm. That's essential. That's mm-hmm. That should be our mindset and our heart. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to carve out time. I'm going to meet with you. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to pray. And I'm not going to let go until I have heard from you. Until I yeah. know I have your direction, until I know I have your clarity, until I know I have your purpose and your blessing with me as I go into 2024, I get that. That's that's so important for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't like going into situations uncertain. Mm-hmm. I don't mind going into situations that are new as long as I have God's direction mm-hmm. with me. But I don't like going in blind and unaware what God has for me in it. So I think, man, what a, what a story, what a challenge for us as we go into a new year, new future, all kind of new opportunities and challenges lay in front of us. But God has called us for this moment, chosen us. Yeah. And if we'll spend the time with him, he will speak, he will bless, yeah. and he, he'll give you a new direction. Jacob yeah. out of that became Israel. Jacob yeah. got his future out of that moment. Jacob yeah. refused to let go until he had some so confidence. Good. And that's yeah. what you and I, we have to do, really. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the stakes are too great. The threat's too harsh. Yeah. But the promise's too good yeah. to not do that as absolutely. we go into a new year. Yeah. You know, and that's what I think a lot too. Whenever I like see again that list of of the the biggest fears people share in twenty twenty four, that I think the very easy question to jump to initially is like, well, why have I been born at this time? Yeah. Like, why in the world? Do, 
I have to go through these things at yep. my age and that the, you know, the yep. family I have now, and this is so crazy. Yeah. Why couldn't I have just been born? Yep. You name the date. Yep. Well, two things. One, even then it's still hard. Yep. Life was still hard. There was yep. still stress. There was still confusion, still chaos, all the stuff. Yep. But two, I think it's even more uh, intentionality and in, in God's purpose for us here in this time. Yep. It's like, if you're recognizing this is a crazy time that we live in. Yep. It's like, yes, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. And God has you here for a reason. Yes. You know, he's chosen you to be alive in this time. Mm-hmm. So we're to understand that and say, all right, then what do you want me to do? Who do you want me to be? How can I make an impact in this world? Yep. And so here is just a list of things that is God's will and purpose for your life. So yeah. the, the first thing is that, his will for you is to be conformed to the image of Christ. Exactly. That we would look more like Jesus to our neighbor yep. and to our family and you know and yep. on. And that we would look like him and be a source of peace, confidence, wisdom, and yep. all of those things yep. towards others. Yep. Another part of his will and purpose for you is that you would be set free from guilt, shame, racing thoughts, fears, addictions, and wrong thinking uh, patterns or whatever it may be. Yep. That is something that people are so stuck in, and it is God's will and purpose for you to be set free from those things. Yep. Another thing is that you are to forgive those who have hurt you. Mm not hold the bitterness and resentment, but Mm -hmm. forgive them. Mm -hmm. And then to use your talents to glorify God using your specific talents that he has given you. Mm -hmm. Again, like we're saying, you've been born in this day, in this time, Mm -hmm. you are the age that you are Mm -hmm. and you have the family that you have for a reason. And so we're to use our talents and whatever it may be to glorify him. And then it's also to be active in the local church. It's to be wherever it is for you. You know, hopefully you're nearby and you're here at Vertical. We'd yeah. love to have you here and be active in our church. But if you're watching from somewhere else, the goal that God has for you and your life and his purpose is to be involved in the local church. That is the way in which God yes. has chosen to reveal himself and communicate today yes. through the Bible, through the church. Mm-hmm. And that is so important. Mm-hmm. And then also to influence the people around you, like the other uh, parts in this list have said, you know, and to walk in truth and righteousness. Yeah. We would look different than the other people in this world mm-hmm. and that we would stand strong in our identity in Christ. Mm. Again, he's called everyone to these, right? He has yep. called absolutely everyone to these. Yep. And so it is our responsibility now to take this up and to walk in this way. It's true. So with all this, we can know, okay, those are the things that God is doing. Those are the things that he's called us to. Yeah. So I can, I can use that. I can, I can start there. Uh-huh. <laughs> if he wants to conform me to the image of Christ, then I can now know how I'm going to shape my New Year's goals, exactly. my resolutions. Whatever it is, is this helping me grow in forgiveness towards those who have hurt me? Exactly. Is this helping me grow in freedom from addiction, guilt, shame, whatever? Is this helping me walk in truth and righteousness? Yes. Pursue that. Exactly. And and do it with an offensive mindset. I'm going in on the offense. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going in to score. I'm going in to win. I'm going in to make progress. Mm -hmm. I'm not going in passive defense mindset. Yeah. yeah. I'm going in because I've been called to be more than a conqueror. Yeah. Just to have that mindset going to 24 will change everything yeah. for us as the church in this day and time. Uh, we can no longer be 
the church just sits on the corner to see if someone wants to come to us. Mm-hmm. No, we have to be aggressive at going to set Good. the captives free. We have to be aggressive at speaking the truth in our day and time. We have to be aggressive about sharing what God has done in our life. We are, as the Bible says, a chosen generation. We are salt and light, and, and that light is not to be hidden. Mm-hmm. So can you imagine what it would be like if you had that kind of clarity, that kind of purpose, that kind of direction? You could you could stand up and face 24 and punch it. You could just yep. enter right on in with confidence. You could start mm-hmm. that new year and walk all the way through it knowing exactly what God has called you to do. Yep. So take that time. Get along with him. Wrestle, 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 wrestle until you got it, until you know it. There's nothing more important than that as you enter a new year. There's nothing more important for you, for your family, and for the church for us to enter 24 in that way. That's what I was also going to say. I was going to say, if you want to be around people who are walking this out, come on down to Vertical. Come on, come join us. That's our goal as a staff is that we would enter 2024 with absolute confidence of the message that God has for us. We've been talking around the office just recently, like, man, I don't know what's ahead for this year, but we sure are excited to be the voice that speaks the truth into this culture. Yeah. Yeah. And we will not be driven by what's happening by the culture. We're going to drive the culture. We're going to change the culture because this is what we've been called to be as the church. Salt and light doesn't follow passively along. Salt and light introduces itself and says, hello, I'm here. (laughs) I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to shine in the dark. I'm here to change the composition of the food. I'm here to change Mm -hmm. what's happening in the environment. So, I hope that will be your mindset. Get along with God, wrestle with him until you have found and you know with certainty what his blessing and calling is for your life. So come join us at Vertical. Come see what God is doing. Uh, Listen to some of our other podcasts. Uh, Hear hear the ways that God is at work today in this generation, in this day, in this time. And we're going to keep lifting him up and living him out.